Welcome to another episode of the Two News Oklahoma Cold Case Podcast. Um, Katie here with Sharon uh, Phillips, our anchor reporter, who's been covering these cases on air. Um, and as we talk about every week, we just really focus on these cold cases. We want people to get justice. We want families to have closure. Mm-hmm. Um, Sharon is out. I see her on the phone all the time in the newsroom. Even today, she was like a victim's father. It's going to be available to talk this afternoon for another cold case she's working on. So we're just really out here um, wanting you guys to see these stories. Mm-hmm. Sharon, let's talk to us about cold cases and why we keep doing this. You know, I think it's so important because we cover – you know, victims of violence all the time throughout the year, just in our newscasts. But um, cold cases are a little bit different because these are situations where uh, they're usually very traumatic Mm -hmm. and um, a family will lose a loved one in a horrific way and then they don't have any answers. They have no arrests, no closure, nothing. It's an open wound. It is. I mean, not that when you have closure and you have an arrest, it's not just as painful, but it's like, it's almost just like it makes it like even more painful, I guess, somehow. Yeah, it's just, it's it's horrific. And I'm talking to these victims' families, and, you know, years later, they're just shaking and crying mm-hmm. and, and remembering that day of their loved one mm-hmm. when, and when they were lost. And so, um, you know, I was so excited when you came to me and mm-hmm. said, hey, not only are we going to broadcast these mm-hmm. cold cases, we're going to podcast them because um, mm-hmm. there's such a an audience there for It is. That. I mean, I, I fully admit I'm, I have listened on my phone. If I'm in a car in the kitchen – doing laundry, like, anywhere. I have a podcast going on, and nine times out of ten, it's true crime. Um, and and because, I mean, part of it's because, like, I'm a news nerd. I've been in this industry for 20 years. Um, not trying to age myself. But, I mean, it, there's a whole niche of people. And, and they call them, I've read, we've also read a lot of nonfiction about it, like the armchair detectives mm-hmm. who, who do this research. They see the cases when people feature them. And then they keep digging. And, and then we also have seen, in some instances, the cases be solved. Right. So that's what makes this so important. Like, there's always the chance that something that is in one of your packages or something someone hears us talk about could be, like, the trigger that helps them remember, oh, I did see that, you know, X, Y, Z on that day. Yeah. And then calling. Um, so this week we are going to talk about Carter Leach, and and also I'm going to apologize because I'm just sniffed, and I know Sharon is sniffing. <laughs> We're, both We're in Oklahoma in, in, like, the spring, summer, so the allergy season's not great, so we apologize if we sniff while we're talking so (laughs) yes um okay so Sharon talk to us about Carter Leach this case is from 2008 that's right so Carter Wayne Leach um this is a case that has really perplexed investigators from multiple Mm -hmm. agencies um he was found dead April 26 2008 and this is a really unique case in the fact that um his body was found wrapped inside a hotel shower curtain in the back of his pickup truck and it was located at a store called Kick 66, and at the time it was also known as Bruce's Truck Stop, mm-hmm. right along Skelly Drive in Catoosa. Um, that's a real big hot spot for truckers, mm-hmm. and, and people pass through and, there all the and time. And for Tulsa natives, it did blow down by, in a tornado yes, when I was a did. kid. That's yeah. exactly right. So it's kind of like a landmark. Not like a landmark, but people know that it's area. A popular it's a place. popular spot. People know what you're talking about when you say, oh, out by Bruce's Truck Stop. Right, and I think the unique thing was the killer didn't try to hide the body. He almost put Carter's body on display. You know, he wrapped it in a shower curtain. He left it in his truck at this popular mm-hmm. truck stop. Right, so, like anyone walking by could see it. Right. Now, when you say shower curtain, 
it wasn't one of the clear ones. No, okay, it was, good. Um, it was a hotel shower curtain. Okay, that they later discovered. And one of the things that was interesting was that um, even though his body was lying in a shower curtain mm. in the back of a truck, it was actually the the decomposing smell that mm. brought people to that spot. Right, because I guess if you're walking by and you just see like something rolled up in the truck, like you don't necessarily think, oh, that's a body. That's not most people's first thought. In a exactly. Way. Yeah. Exactly. And so if you are um, a medical worker, you know exactly what mm-hmm. we're talking about. Um, yep. If you smell that smell, it, it you never forget that. Mm-hmm. And so anyway, um, a, a witness or a passerby smelled the smell. They located his body in the back of the truck. And it turns out that the story uh, has a story before this and it's kind of interesting but um investigators believe that carter leach actually went to west tulsa from Mm -hmm. rogers county um they went he went to a place called america's best value inn in west Mm -hmm. tulsa um they think that he went to meet a man named perry williams at the time um now investigators believe this is just their belief that he was going to go collect on a drug debt from mr williams and he ended up telling a friend that he was going to go kick in mr williams hotel door And that's kind of the last that anyone heard from Carter Leach. Well, when they started investigating, um, I guess his sister had reported him missing Mm -hmm. on April 2nd. And then on April 26th, that's when the 911 call came in about About the the suspicious smell. smell. Um, So so, that's like a solid three weeks he was missing. Yeah. Yeah. And so his family's, you know, frantic. They don't know what's going on. And and so anyway, while all this is happening, um, apparently – Carter met up with Mr. Williams and said he was going to kick in his door. Well, employees, after that happened, noticed the shower curtain was missing in Perry Williams' room. Uh, And then when they further investigated, they found uh, a hole in the wall behind the door as if someone had kicked the door in. Wow. And then they also found blood on the bathroom floor and in the bedroom. And Now, this was after he had checked out. This was, yes. Okay. Well, no, he didn't even check out. He, he was just gone. He was just gone. So they were, like, going in, like, oh, this dude disappeared. We're going in to clean the room. Right. Okay. And and so uh, deputies say that Williams and his girlfriend had left the inn, and unfortunately some of the damage was cleaned up even before Carter's body was found. And Because so, they probably weren't thinking it was a crime scene. Right, right. And so then when his body was found later in the truck, they were able to put two and two together and, and trace it, it back to um, Williams' hotel room. And then... Uh, deputies also told me that they use uh, a chemical called luminol, which mm-hmm. if many of you know, it's... You've seen CSI, you yes. know about luminol. Yep, they sprayed the luminol uh, in the room, and they found a trail of blood from the bed to the door as if someone had dragged a body. So um, there had been like a fight or something. However, it happened in one room that you could tell where it had been dragged. Yeah, yeah. So but, a, lot of, a lot of evidence, but still nothing concrete. It was more circumstantial. Yeah, mainly circumstantial evidence. Like nothing... I mean, that's what I hear about on several of the podcasts I listen to. That's what happens so much in cold cases is that the police think they know what happened or investigators, deputies, whoever is on the case. But then they just can't find that that one thing that will tie the person to the crime. They right. can find evidence of the crime. Yeah, and that's been, that's been really difficult because mm-hmm. not only did the Rogers County Sheriff's Office investigate this, so did – um, the Catoosa Police Department. Right. I mean, this was really, like, multi-jurisdictional. Yeah. And so. then it's been turned over to the OSBI. And so even though for, they've got the evidence. Let me stop you for one second. For oh, yes. um, non-news people, OSBI is the Oklahoma State Bureau of Investigation. Yes. So that's kind of like the body that local um, departments can call and ask for help. Um, typically, like, if there or if there's an officer-involved shooting or some reason that that in- department needs to be investigated, OSBI would be in charge of that. They're kind of like. Not above 
the local departments. It's just kind of like an added resource for them. Right. So just so people know what we mean. We, we kind of drop, we drop lingo. <laughs> we, our, we drop our lingo. lingo yeah. that we do. But, um, you know, despite the evidence found inside the inn, the truck, the shower curtain, and even having Carter Leach's body, no charges have been filed in this case. That is, that is just mind-boggling. Um, and we have the sound from um, Sheriff Walton that you talked to for this case. Let mm-hmm. me, did I close the window? I did. Give me one second, guys. Yeah, he was he was really good, you know, talking about this case, and and they want this solved as well. Right. Know, I mean, this just just, ready to just like for them, um, for the families, it being open. That's that's for them. A lot of times, it's just like the same. Mm-hmm. Why does he keep doing that, Dad? Okay. Well. It only takes one piece of good, strong information with what you have already, you know, to, you know, to complete the puzzle and and get a charge filed on somebody. And that's, I mean, that's just how simple it is. One nugget could help. Yeah. And like you were saying earlier, I mean, if you all are listening and something triggers you, maybe you were around the truck stop at that time. Maybe you remember something that you didn't tell investigators or or whatnot. It could be the smallest thing and Mm -hmm. could have a huge impact on this case. Yeah, so to recap, this was in 2008, um, and, and Carter Leach's body was found inside the back of his pickup truck outside what was now Bruce's truck stop, but mm-hmm. at the time had a different name. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. And so, um, you know, if you're able to, to visit the story on our website or, mm-hmm. you know, even if you share the podcast, yeah, I mean, and we'll, anything and will help. We'll have it on all of our socials, um, 2 News Oklahoma's Facebook page and Instagram, Sharon's Facebook page, um, and remind me that suspect that police the name they were looking at a guy named perry williams perry williams so i mean even if you may know something about perry williams from that time i mean his girlfriend who was with him i mean anything could really help investigators yeah um so just make sure to look for these to share them um and just keep watching we'll have more every week so we'll be back Um.